Welcome to episode 59 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This week we're looking at Oubliette, Season 3, Episode 8, original air date November 17, 1995, IMDb user score of 7.6 out of 10, and the action primarily takes place in Washington State. The writer for this episode is Charles Grant Craig. This is someone who actually joined the series as a producer, starting with the Season 3 premiere. State is producer for eight episodes. This is his first writing credit and his last episode involved with the X-Files. After this, he makes a departure. He's also worked on Eureka, Renegade, Brimstone, and more. It was directed by Kim Manners in his fourth of 52 directing credits on the series. This is an episode that breaks a few of the show's conventions. Mulder and Scully are less of a team here, and it's really more about Mulder. So in the story, Amy Jacobs is a teenager, played by then-13-year-old Jewel State, Following her work on Are You Afraid of the Dark and other Canadian kids shows, of course, State would go on to a career including her work as Kaylee Fry on Firefly, plus roles on Da Vinci's Inquest, Dead Like Me, Wonderfall, Stargate Atlantis, and more still in production today. Amy is kidnapped by a school photographer's assistant, as witnessed by her younger sister. At the same moment, 20 miles away, former kidnapping victim Lucy Householder collapses with similar physical symptoms, including bloody nose and that sort of thing. She's played by Tracy Ellis in her first of two X-Files appearances, and who is best known for Lost to the Mohicans, This Boy's Life, Instinct, Age of Innocence, and more. The kidnapper himself was played by Michael Chieffo, who is also known for LA Confidential, Argo, The Ring 2, and more than that. And the kidnapper keeps Amy in an oubliette, which is a dungeon that only has a hole in the ceiling, which is, of course, what the episode is named after. In the course of the investigation, Mulder picks up on a psychic link between the current and former victims, and it's strong enough of a link that Lucy actually begins to bleed Amy's blood when the nosebleed happens. Meanwhile, most others, including Scully, assume that Lucy got a hold of Amy's blood because she's one of the kidnappers and is in league with her former tormentor and kidnapper himself, since she had been kept there for a number of years. Now, the story structure puts Mulder and Scully at odds with each other, and Scully is even in somewhat of an adversarial role from some of it. It's definitely written to center on Mulder's point of view, at least between the two of them. He arrives at the scene first, and Scully only appears when Mulder is in the same scene. We don't get any scenes of Scully on her own. Personally, I think the episode would have worked better the other way around, with the view on Scully watching her partner get wrapped up with a major suspect because of his bias due to the kidnapping of his sister Samantha, and Mulder's actions being a little more mysterious and the evidence Mulder is seeing being a little more obscured from the audience. Instead, we know he's right pretty much from the outset, which undermines her position in that regard, but we also don't even see any of the investigation that she does to support her position. She's just showing up saying, oh, by the way, we found this, we found this, we found this. We don't see any of the investigation steps. But as the episode plays out, ultimately, former victim Lucy dies of drowning on dry land so that Amy Jacobs can live when the kidnapper tries to drown her in a river for lack of cooperation, after she had tried to escape and that sort of thing. So this episode is great for before they were stars moments, particularly with Jewel State. And it is a nice change to see a very human monster, and a supernatural element that isn't evil or even really a threat to the populace, but otherwise this episode is somewhat unmemorable. I do want to point out that Bonnie Hay returns to the cast in her fourth of five guest spots following Colony and Game and DPO. So either she's playing a number of different characters all of whom except possibly this one are medical professionals, or she's playing a single nurse that keeps moving around the country and just gets terrible luck getting just wrapped up in this stuff. That's all what we have to say about Oubliette. 
Remember, we can read feedback on the air now, so you are encouraged to email bureau42podcasts at gmail.com. You can also rate the show on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever podcaster you use, or share it with a friend. Anything you do along those lines really does help the podcast get noticed. You can join us again in two weeks' time when we discuss 731, which is part one of a two-part episode. And finally, thank you for listening. Intro and outro music is Outside Poolside by Laswell, created under the Creative Commons license. All other content copyright 2015, Bureau 42. Please feel free to send any comments or feedback to bureau42podcasts at gmail.com or leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you for listening.